Welcome to Blood Taps, your ultimate True Blood Rewatch podcast, where we sink our teeth into an all-new episode every Thursday. We're your hosts, Ashley and Fawn, so grab your favorite AB positive, and we'll meet you at Merlot's. Welcome back to Blood Types. We are on season five, episode nine. Everybody wants to rule the world. Salome and the Chancellor celebrate the start of the vampire holy war. Suki gets a hint about her parents' murder, but anti-supernatural enthusiasts put her in danger. Eric plans his escape. Andy and Jason are out looking for leads behind the shifter killings. Alcide remembers how he was initiated into his pack. Arlene is trapped between Terry and Patrick's clash, and Steve gets a new pet. I was not ready for anything in this episode Mm-mm. this this is given um very season finale yeah um so much is going on and yet so much is about to happen I loved this I loved this up I was on my seat there's so so much that I feel like we're instead of jumping around like we normally do I think we just have to I think we just have to start at the beginning yeah let's do it so the very first thing you see is the bombings of Mm -hmm. the true blood factories have started which fuck you Bill the only good only good idea you have is about terrorism (laughs) he is a I mean he was a confederate soldier so come on it's not far off of domestic terrorist well I didn't want him to be right (laughs) So they started bombing the Houston, Houston, Mm -hmm. Texas factory. And who's watching it on the news? I can't remember who's watching it. Uh, I think just like the entire authority. Mm, Oh, that's true. Because they're like celebrating and then they have like a naked guy that they feast on. Which they have his penis tucked. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, okay, we can do a lot, but we can't do that. We can't show just full dong. (laughs) No genitalia in this building. We can show titties. (laughs) Show buttholes. Not holes, butt cracks. But when it comes to dicks, that's that's the line in the sand that True Blood said, yeah. Well, you got to draw it somewhere. We're a classy show. (laughs) We're not trash, okay? We're not filth. Put your dicks away. (laughs) see this even though their demographic is mostly female right yeah no one wants to see that so meanwhile all of this is going on and molly sweet little molly is in the compound and she's like oh it's on lockdown and my fingerprints aren't working and yeah so i'm just fucking stuck here and then eric like creepily stalks her into a room and he's like is there any way that we can escape i love the sassy receptionist Eat molly yeah when she's trying to get into the elevator and it says um access denied and she goes hey what's going on she goes um level three sorry (laughs) sorry you know she's been waiting to say that Mm -hmm. she's like i have the authority and you don't i have the authority and you don't (laughs) but yeah so they decide that it's time to get the fuck out of here things are getting crazy they're only getting crazier um, as somebody who does believe in God, um, it's getting a little bit too religious and culty in here. Like, yeah. Me as a viewer watching the show, 
And the fact that they blame everything they want on religion and they make it, they justify it with religion. Mm-hmm. I'm already over it. I'm already yeah. over it. Um, so they're like, we're getting the fuck out of here. What they did wrong, don't save Bill's ass. Do I know. Save Bill's ass. Eric like goes to Bill and is like, hey, this isn't going to work much longer. We need to get out of here. You're a mainstreamer and we need to get off of the compound. And he's like, and in order to do that, we need Salome's blood. And we need to leave tomorrow. And Bill's like, uh, I don't think so. I actually think that Lilith is real. Because I saw her with my own eyes. So did you. And Eric's just like, yeah, but we're still leaving. Like, this is right. So then we see uh, Eric and Nora are talking and he's like, I don't want to fight with you, Nora. Okay. I want to believe and I need you to help me. And then they kiss. So, so dramatic. And then Bill and Salome are in bed together and she is talking about Lilith and she is like, she has chosen us to birth a new world. And Bill is like, well, what if I don't want to? And Salome says, yeah. She's like, you have to do it. It's for oh, what's that, best. Yeah. That whole scene. So she, like, he's fine. He's mm-hmm. like, down for the get out plan. And she just, he's like, what if I don't want to? And she goes, you're chosen. The blood's in you. And then he just like accepts it and starts to hallucinate. Yeah. Um, they start having sex. But then he sees Sookie's face. He gets off on killing Sookie. He gets off. And then suddenly when she's quote unquote dead, he looks down and it's Lilith and then like shit starts riling up again. I'm like, what? Yeah. Keep this man away from Sookie Stackhouse. My God. Like I'm no longer like, I don't know what this, this whole season has done, but I'm like, don't you ever look Sookie Stackhouse. (laughs) If you do, I will kill you. (laughs) Dare you think about my girl Sookie and want to kill her to get your rocks off. She has done nothing to him but save his ass multiple times. Exactly. Like, with the whole Russell thing, she just yeah. But the thing was, he was fine. And Salome's like, hey, remember you had Lilith's blood? And he goes, oh, fuck yeah. And then he <laughs> hallucinates. <laughs> well, consistency is not the strong suit of true blood. It's just like, I had, oh, yeah, I did have that blood. <laughs> oh, you're right. Shit. <laughs> I should be high right now. <laughs> so maybe, maybe there's something with Salome maybe just her presence is intoxicating I mean they have to have her blood to leave so go here. <laughs> so Eric like drugs Nora him and Molly drug Nora and they're attempting to leave the headquarters and then Bill joins them like in this elevator and or he like finds them and then they use Salome's blood to call an elevator. So he's acting like he's just falling in line and following their plan. And then the door opens and Salome and guards are there. And Eric and Molly are obviously going to be like taken wherever because they are traitors now. And Eric is like, Bill, you're such a traitor. And Eric says, I'm doing this for you. You've been chosen by Lilith. Yeah. He goes, um, too bad, you can't leave. Um, God needs you, which is not a good sentiment as you think it would be. You think it'd be like, oh my God, God needs me. But no, this is, this is. Oh, what happened to my free will? Hello? 
Oh, that's not in uh, that's not in Lilith's plan. <laughs> Lilith says serve me but which is so funny because if you actually read Lilith's stuff it's like she just encourages you to do whatever the fuck you want I mean everything it's like oh I love this Salome is like oh Lilith will forgive you where do you want to go next I want to go let's go ahead and cover Terry and Patrick okay um because isn't doesn't it start out with Terry's like I gotta I can't do this baby and Arlene's like he just fucking ran off obviously Mm -hmm. he's gonna he's guilty and wants to save his own hide so you need to go kill this man obviously like that's no question you need to go just end him and Terry is conflicted but Arlene is not she goes go do it but I feel I feel slightly like bad for Arlene but yet proud for Arlene Mm -hmm. in, in this episode so she's going into work because she's the only fucking reason that her lot is open. <laughs> only fucking reason. She knows we'll give her that. Yeah. She's not over everybody's schedules. She knows like who's taking the day off. She knows like who's supposed to come in when. She has um Lafayette thing down, but she's going to open Marlotte's and Patrick comes in behind her and rushes her in, um, forces her to call Lafayette and tell him that the Merlots is closed for the day. And then uses her as human bait for Terry. It's so fucked up. It is so fucked up. And then I don't, I guess makes her call Terry. Why did Terry go to Merlots? Well, I'm sure that one of them called him and he'd like to show up unarmed. And, but when he comes into Merlots, Patrick has a gun pointed at Arlene's head. So regardless of who called, like still a shock when you walk inside. Probably the original call came from Arlene because he was outside and then Patrick calls him and says, leave your weapon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then to myself, I was like, Terry, why don't you have three? Like, yeah, three weapons. So you could be like, here's one. Oh, here's my secret weapon you think I have. And then boom, got your third weapon. Right. I feel like as a military man, you should have that. But he wants a fair fight. There's no fair fights in truth. Look, I don't think so either. I'm just telling you what Terry wants, not what I want. Terry doesn't know what he wants. (laughs) doesn't know what he needs. But he goes in and, um, like you said, gun Starling's head. She's in a really bad spot. And then Patrick makes him get down on his knees. Like, he throws Arlene across the room. And then he was going to kill Terry while he was on his knees because you find out finally some information on Patrick other than he's a terrible sergeant um he has a wife who has a baby on the way and he left he said I'm gonna I'm going to I told her I would come back okay well okay good for you I say stuff all the time because we just found out about this information like we don't care Fuck your faceless wife, okay? <laughs> you don't give a shit about her and her imaginary baby. You don't even give us a name. No. You just say, oh, it's like Mikey because it's around Christmas. Well, that's too bad. We only have the capacity to love one baby and that's apparently <laughs> Mikey. Look, we went through um, a ghost with Mikey, okay? Calm down, Patrick. <laughs> we're invested. So while um, Terry and Patrick are fighting, uh, Arlene jumps in and attacks him which mm-hmm. that's what I was like you go Arlene you fight for your man yeah she stabs him in the neck that's awesome <laughs> I don't know with what 
but yeah she she takes him down and then they he like drops the gun and then once again Arlene <laughs> like saves the day and picks up the gun um and then like hands it to Terry mm-hmm. Terry uh god just like it's so fucked up because it's like you know somebody's about to die and you know it's about to be Patrick and it's like okay well now we have to go through the trauma of both Arlene and Terry like watching someone die and be complicit in a murder inside of Merlots where like three other people have died and bodies have been stored on the premises so Patrick is trying to get in his head by telling making him like think of him as a person by telling him hey I have a wife I have a baby doing Christmas around Christmas, just like Mikey. Like, don't listen to other people. This is what got you into this mess. You need to listen to yourself. And then the ghost bitch shows up. She pulls up. Nobody's ever seen her before. And now um, Terry and Arlene can see her. And she tells him, and I believe the speech is Arabic. I Sorry if I'm wrong. She says that to tell them to do what's right. Uh, like an after-school special. She just comes in, tells them to do what's right. Terry does not think twice, ends Patrick. Just ends yeah. him. And as he should. And then she calls on the infreet that comes out of her mouth, swoops up the body, gone. Yeah. And she says blood has been paid with blood. Yeah. So I mean, yay? Question mark? Yeah, easiest cleanup ever. Just took the whole body. Just got to clear up a little puddle of blood and everything's done. Which must be nice. This should have been maybe a three episode arc. Yeah, it I agree. It did not need to drag on into episode nine. Mm-mm. It did not. I think the terrorism, the actual like people going around killing soups, I mm-hmm. think that was good enough to. Wasn't this the same season where Jason had a one episode like pedophile teacher? Yes. What in the world? <laughs> Just for some light uh, humor, you know? Just some light pedo stuff. Yeah. And um, so that kind of hopefully ends that plot. I fucking um, hope so. One wrapped up. Yeah. I don't think we could go into the Sam and Luna stuff, uh, like the full thing until we talk about Sookie and what happened there. Yeah, we have a lot to kind of tie together with like Hoy and Jessica and Lafayette and Sookie and Sam and Luna. Um, this has to be the easiest check for that guy who plays Hoy. He yeah. literally was unconscious the entire episode. And they probably still paid him whatever his pay was. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. I want that job. That's my dream job. I want <laughs> to get paid for it. The unconscious actress. Yep. You don't even have to put my name in the credits. I'm like, right. Yeah. Just, uh, just direct deposit. <laughs> I do take Venmo and Cash App as well. <laughs> so I guess we'll start with Lafayette and then go into Jessica and then go into Sam and Luna because it all kind of like ties together. Okay. Yeah, yeah I think that's the best place to start. Okay, so we see Lafayette and Suki talking and they are talking about Warlow and Lafayette is trying to like connect with somebody on the other side but he keeps getting all of these voices coming through and is eventually just like everyone shut the fuck up and then grand comes through and says that suki is sleeping on top of it whatever she's looking for and so suki goes home and she finds a big box of stuff under her bed and so she's going through it and there's like letters and photo albums and newspaper clippings about her parents deaths 
And then it mentions that Sheriff Dearborn is the one who found the bodies. And so we'll kind of leave Sookie at that real fast and we will jump to Jessica. So Jessica is at the police station and she's talking to them about Hoyt and she is like, he's not one of the, he's not part of the hate group. Like he helped me escape. He's not one of them. And just Jason arrives and she goes, I think something really bad is happening because I can't feel him. Like, I don't know what's going on. And she's like, it will be my fault if anything happens to him because he didn't kill me. And so then we see Hoyt being just like dragged along um, next to a pig pen, which yuck, yucko. Um, And so the sun is about to come up and Jessica goes away and she makes Jason promise that he will find Hoyt. And while the cops are like digging around and looking for evidence, they find a website called Keep America Human. And it's a video of the people in the Obama mask tying a vampire down for the, like, meeting the sun. And so they hear, long live the dragon. And Andy is like, oh, that reminds me of Cletus Boathouse, which was the most unfortunate name in the world. Mm -hmm. And he was a former KKK member who died, like, 10, 15, 20 years ago, something like that, a long time ago. And so Andy and Jason are like, okay, well, who the fuck is the dragon now? And they go and question one of the the dudes that they have arrested. And he's like, I'm not going to tell you anything. And so then they just beat the shit out of him. And they just, he still is like, no, I'm not going to tell you anything. Respectively, just beat the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. Just as cops always do, you know, just casual cop duty. Mm-hmm. So then we see Andy and he is holding a press conference and that's kind of where we leave them and then we will circle back to Sam and Luna (laughs) I love that in his press conference he had to say uh they're like do you think Obama's behind it and he goes no the president of the United States isn't kidnapping people and shooting people and what I know but you know that that's how people are I mean there's still the like thanks Obama joke so I think it's now moved to Biden but you know well, everything is his fault. Everything. Um, but this is not a political podcast. No, um, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> so Sam and Luna. Yes. Yep. So we're at Luna's place and Sam is like, Luna, this is what killed my brother is being a skinwalker. We need to be really careful. But Tommy literally got beat to death. It wasn't him being a skinwalker. Like he got sick from being a skinwalker, but he was literally beaten to death. Hmm. which I'm glad that there was that clarification because I honestly thought I mean I know he got beat up but I also thought it was partly I mean I'm sure that he didn't feel great being a skinwalker so I'm sure it was easier because he was like in a weaker form Hmm. but he didn't like I maybe he was going to die from being a skinwalker but he died from being beaten to death so it just accelerated it yeah (laughs) so Luna is like well, I am fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. It's not going to happen again. I'm okay. And Sam is like, you need to go back to the hospital. But she is like, no. And so he is just like, okay, well, I can't stop you. So I guess do whatever you need to do. And so they are going to where the press conference is. And Sam and Luna have returned to the police station. And they're like, hey, we picked up the scent of pigs. 
and when we went to like where Jessica was being held and Andy's just kind of like okay great like doesn't really acknowledge them and like seems super like uninterested about what they're saying and so they shapeshift into flies and fly away (laughs) um like they what they do is sam's like have you ever been a fly on the wall and they are in the background mm -hmm. they're the flies on the wall when andy and jason are looking over um kind of the similarities between the guy they arrested and the other people that kind of they brought in and they find that they have one like common ground yes they were arrested by uh bud dearborn uh they also notice in the video of them like dancing around with this vampire that is dead that but like they see the cowboy boots that bud was given and so they're like oh fuck bud is the dragon like he's the one behind all of this and so yeah like you said luna and sam are <laughs> flies on the wall and figure out this information should we like do suki where she's at bud's houses real fast yeah okay. i think we should double back to her so we left when they were just found out that bud dearborn mm-hmm. found her parents and so she goes this is it this is my answers and she goes to bud's house and he offers her a ginger ale but she doesn't drink it and while he's at like she's asking him questions he's thinking of oh crap she's gonna figure it out mm-hmm. he, he's very honest with her he goes yeah it was i didn't want to tell you and we didn't know about them at the time but yeah they were vampires who killed your parents and then that's when he becomes really weird and starts thinking some weird things so she spills the ginger ale on him because he wants her to drink it and then out of nowhere, she gets clobbered. She gets clobbered in the head with a um, cast iron skillet by the guy, by the lady who Bud is cheating on his wife with. Which, is she okay, his wife? Did she just leave? I think she's dead. I think so too. It's been a long time. Yeah. This is the first time Bud has been relevant. Honestly. Yeah. series. Yeah, I think she's dead. I would say that Bud's wife is no longer with us. R.I.P. Well, after this episode, I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. So Suki wakes up and she is in a pig pen next to Hoyt, who is unconscious. And so she realizes she can't read his thoughts. And this is when one of the people in the Obama mask walks into the room. Um. So Bud starts telling Suki, we need to do something about these vampires, blah, 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 blah. They're ruining everything. They're ruining our lives. And this is when uh, Bud's affair, whose name is Sweetie, walks in and talks to Suki. And so they're going to kill Suki because, quote unquote, she's a mind reading freak and kill Hoyt because, quote unquote, he didn't take the chance to kill Jessica, even though he's human. And so they are like, we need to start killing soups on site. There needs to be a law about it because you guys are disgusting and like all of you deserve to die. And Suki reads Sweetie's mind and sees that her dad had left the family for a shifter and that she is actually the dragon, not Bud. And that's when husband left her while she was like a line dance, like she's crying at a line dance thing or is it? 
Oh yeah, I said her mom. LOL. No, she her husband left her. You said her dad left her. Yeah. <laughs> I sure one did. Of the, one of the men in her life left. Something happened there. Hey, yeah. she got daddy issues either way. So we all of us almost. Yeah. So then Bud forces Sookie to drink some of that ginger ale. Um, and meanwhile, Jason and Andy are breaking into Bud's place, and Jason sees like a picture of Bud's wife and is like, oh yeah, her family owned a pig farm. Crazy that Sam and Luna were like, oh, we smell pigs. So we then see Sam and he has shifted into- Sorry, can I just hold you for a second? Yeah. One thing they didn't need to do, in my opinion, is while Sookie was going through that stuff, they had a framed like report card of Jason's from Bud's wife who's a teacher right says that jason was one of her favorites and then when jason was in the house found the picture and talked about bud's wife oh like she's one of my favorite teachers and she has a farm why why couldn't they just left it at that like he walks in could say oh that's one of my teachers like why did they have to talk and take up two minutes of our time with a framed report card yeah also like he acts shocked that it's his old teacher when like you would know because they it's have the same last name. Yeah, like and you've known Bud, you know who his wife is, but he acts so shocked. He's like, Oh yeah, I loved her. Yeah. <laughs> she has a pig farm in Kickapoo. Yeah. <laughs> I would that's a great town name. I mean, it's it's not better than Bon Tomp, but it's true. It's better than some other towns I've been in. <laughs> true. So Sam has shapeshifted into a pig and he like saves Sookie essentially. And as soon as Sweetie sees a quote unquote dirty shifter, she runs, she's out of there. And Sam like shit, like is like a knight in shining armor and fights all of the Obamas, (laughs) just takes them on. And that's when Andy and Jason pull up and Andy like pulls his gun on Bud and then Bud is like, we're long live the humans, blah, blah, blah. And tries to, huh? He said, humans rule. Humans rule. (laughs) To Sam and he gets taken out, which Andy's quite the shot. Mm -hmm. I mean, hey, one less gross person in the world, but Andy fucking kills Bud. And so Jason then gets Suki and Suki's like, you need to go get Hoyt. And then Luna takes the form of the dog and goes and chases down Sweetie and then beats the fuck out of her, mm-hmm. like ruins this woman. I mean, yeah, they've like killed your friends and everything. And it's horrible. Rightfully so. Honestly, she goes, this one's for me. Yeah. This one's my boyfriend and oh she beats her ass when it's like this is for my daughter yeah let's loose on this woman she deserves it yeah for sure um so Hoyt goes to the hospital because he's dying and Andy takes Suki back home because she is like I'm fine I just need to wash this pig out of my hair and then Sam and Andy kind of have like a cute moment where they like Sam thanks him for helping him and for putting an end to this essentially and like I wish he said something different he goes I was just gonna say that you're not the worst sheriff we've had uh Bud Dearborn beat you by that by a mile I'm like you could have just told him good job yeah good job Andy 
I can't remember if this is where the line is, but it's one of my favorites. Andy, at some point during all of this, says, it's my job to protect son of a bitches too, and vampire, and vampires, and shifters, where chickens, and whatever the fuck else is out there. I think that's while, I think that's before they find out it's Bud, like right after the press conference. Well, whenever it was, I wrote it down and I was like, love this. I don't know if I got a favorite line. I can't remember. It's fine. Well, the last time we see Suki, she is being visited by the fairies and they're bringing her food and everything. And so they, and then they start telling her about the vampires being behind the like factory explosions of the true blood. So that's going to go over well. Yeah. Cause now when she's watching the news, um, two more have been bombed. So that mm-hmm. means half of them have already been taken out. Thanks, Bill. Thanks for ruining everything. Thank you. Nobody would have thought about that. So after everything, Sam and Luna talk about going to go get Emma. Mm-hmm. And then we'll go straight to... Um, so Russell and Steve are walking through a field and talking about how um, the best pet is a werewolf on V because they're very loyal and they'll protect you at all costs pretty much and you this is where everything kind of comes together because he opens a barn door and it's the pack that Alcide lost pack master to and Russell is congratulating JD and then bites his own wrist and lets them like drink from his wrist which is disgusting Ugh. and the only one not partaking is Martha and she's holding what we know is Emma, but what Russell sees is like a puppy. And he goes, the the more, like, I guess the more hard-headed or the more knowledgeable they are, the more discipline they need. And he takes the puppy, which we know is Emma, and gives him to Steve as a pet. And she is fighting. Every people are holding her back. JD thinks he's in control and he goes, uh, hey, Mr. Edgerton, sir, um, she's one of the packs, so you kind of can't do that, okay? Like, you're just gonna have to give her back, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm a favorite puppy. Um, and Russell's like, uh, you think my blood's free? No, sir, it's not. But he goes into a weird, almost like when Eric Northman, like, speaks, so gosh, I'm gonna ruin this. I'm just going to say Swedish. Swedish? Swedish? Sure. The, sure. the language of his people. That's all. <laughs> the language of his people. He gets an accent when he says, do you think my blood was free? Mm-hmm. And then throws JD on the ground and takes Emma. I swear to you at the top of my lungs, I screamed no before. Yeah. I said, no. Well, it's just fucked up. Like, give this poor girl a break she can't have anything but man the next episode when sam and luna find out oh they're gonna be oh i don't think that's the word i don't even think that's the word but i was like this family has been through freaking racist and assassins she's had to finally be with like martha was finally trusted right lost everything and now she lost her own granddaughter and I think she knows yeah and it's all JD's fault 
well not the assassins but i'm still gonna blame jb for whatever i can blame i mean if she would have just listened to alcide in the first place this wouldn't have happened yeah apparently he's not the same man that looked after your son now is he right so fuck off yeah you served you right well, speaking of Alcide, uh, let's see, where is the... So we see Alcide driving through Jackson, Mississippi, and he is like having flashbacks to being taught about Pack and how important Pack is by his father. And we see a young Alcide, a young Debbie, and then just like a bunch of other young wolves. And they are kind of like given the choice of what to do. And they're like, you can either do your human side or your wolf side as you go forward. And both Alcide and Debbie are like, we choose our pack. And so the next time that we, like after he is driving and thinking about all of this, he finally arrives at his dad's house and he's like, I lost the pack master challenge and I'm a lone wolf. And his father, Jackson, which is so funny because he lives in Jackson, Mississippi. Um, He, it's like, they didn't even have, they were like, "Uh, what should we name him? Oh, we'll just fucking name him Jackson. It's fine. Uh, But Jackson is like, oh, you're just like me. And Alcide is like, I am nothing like you, dad. And it's like, well, then why do you drive all the way out to go see him? Yeah. And then they both drink beer the exact same. Yeah. It's like we all turn into our parents, Alcide. Calm down. I hope not. <laughs> Me too. I hope, I hope there's some some differences. I hope there's some differences. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of where he took the whole like episode to drive there. Yeah. Like, hey, Dad, kind of fucked up. And his dad's like, oh, okay. You're just like me. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not I'm anything not like that. you. <laughs> like you dad I drove all this way for beer with you (laughs) okay so Pam and Tara are obviously at Fantasia because they don't go anywhere else um they have been in Fantasia the entire time and so they're talking about how with the bombings and everything going on that they only have like a few weeks worth of true blood left on hand and so Tara is like okay well when supplies run out like this place is going to turn into a bloodbath like a murder house and Pam is essentially like I don't want to be political. I want to stay out of it. And she tells Tara that she there are two things she stays away from, politics and people who eat fish, which I thought was really funny because I hate fish. So it's like, same. Um, and so Tara is like, I know that you're concerned about Eric. And so if you ever want to talk, like, let me know. And Pam is like, no, get back to work. And so Tara says, suck me vampire Barbie and leaves. And then of course, Pam is like looking longingly at a photo of Eric and being like, ah, oh, sigh. I wish that you were here. I miss you. I miss you. During all of this time, um, while everything is being bombed, like a bunch of vampires and Fantasia are uh, starting to feed on humans. So Pam sees somebody on Eric's throne and is like, hey, you can't feed on someone here. And he, the person who's doing it, turns around and is like, the ban has been lifted on public feeding and I am the new sheriff of Area 5. And then he throws Pam across the bar and during that time is like, everyone grab a human. And of course, everyone does. And they all start feeding off of them. Meanwhile, Pam and Tara are like, "Uh, okay, what the fuck is going on? And they're obviously freaked out. Um, And yeah, that's where we leave them. 
not, not really much going on with them. And I'm just like murder in Fantasia. And it sucks because she's like, how how do they have time to bomb factories to keep everybody in the compound and like associate new like give new people roles i mean i guess when you don't have to sleep and you can like zoom around everywhere that's true not one of them has the bloods but i guess they do sleep somewhere yeah so yeah that was uh this episode i think this has probably been my favorite season it has been a good one i think i liked it nobody nobody uh, take me out it's only an opinion I like this a lot better than season three and four for sure. I think we've said that every episode of this season so far. <laughs> well, now it's actually happening. I'm like right. excited to watch it again. And then like season three with the whole his family and the dog fighting was not my jam. And mm-hmm. then season four with the witches mm-hmm. was too much rape. And it was just a lot. It yeah. was just a lot. And I don't think um, Eric and Suki being together for like maybe four or five episodes was worth it no I agree I'm like okay so you guys were together for a week and now you're all over each other yeah now they're they had like the most well one of the most dramatic breakups (laughs) uh second to only um Bill and Lorena's that that whole oozed toxicity oh my god you're right yeah it's definitely like bill and lorena and then sookie breaking up with bill and eric oh for sure and then it's the whole jessica and jason getting shot in the head thing like that oh yeah 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 that's the trifecta but i think i do like this season and i know we've read somewhere that like goes downhill from here but maybe not or maybe we're just bad at judging television If that could be true, I love trash television. Me too. <laughs> oh, but I'm really excited. I feel like I am amped. And I was on the edge of my seat this entire thing. And I got so pissed when Russell took Emma. I'm like, yeah. no. Don't you do that to my girl Luna. But some something in me says Luna dies. And I don't know if that's true or not. That's just me being Ashley just like, why don't I remember her in the long run? To be fair, I don't remember. If you would have asked me last year before we started doing this to name seven characters of True Blood, I would have probably given you three. I probably would have said Sookie, Bill, Sam, Alcide. I probably would have said Lafayette twice. and then uh, <laughs> Right? It's like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, the, the cook guy, the cook guy. But I've seen all the way to season six, and I don't remember this at all. Like, I don't, I, I know we say that all the time, but I only remember that the church comes back around, I think, in season six. This like, is as far as I, I watched. I have not seen six or seven. I haven't seen seven, but I remember season six series, not series finale, season finale, it, it feels like it's wrapped everything up until the very last few minutes. And then I don't remember. Like, I never saw anything past that. Well, I guess we're going to learn. We're going to find out together. I hope Luna doesn't die. I hope she, her and Emma just, like, go be alone. She's like, I'm moving to the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> go to Antarctica. Yeah. 
She could turn into a seal, but Emma can. Into <laughs> a seal. <laughs> I don't know what it thrives in the Antarctic. Look, I I was just gonna say like Arctic wolves. They could just be like Arctic wolves. I don't think Emma can change what wolf she is. She's a husky. She's not even a wolf. She's a husky. So first of all, jot that down. <laughs> she needs to be in a house. <laughs> she's not even potty trained. No. So she's in a fucking onesie. <laughs> oh, oh, Steve took her naked. She was naked. Oh my God. Ew. Even worse. Yeah. Ugh. Well, yeah, that was um, episode nine. So that's what a way to end it. <laughs> what a way to end it. I'm super excited to see the rest of this. Like, I feel like the next three episodes are going to fly. Yeah. And thank you guys for being understanding. This is the first Fangs Out Friday. So if we can't get it out on Tuesday, Tuesday, Thursday, <laughs> it's Lilith. I should just start to say. Yeah. <laughs> my lilithness um so we'll just put it out on friday it's honestly me like it's honestly me i have so much going on there's so much on my plate i couldn't make thursday happen so here we are you know what we're not gonna blame you or me we are just gonna blame the fucking world because fuck this place <laughs> if, oh, you yeah. know what it's uh, sometimes we just need to record late because uh fuck the world right now yeah i hope you guys are also going through it and understand i but, hope you guys are going through it <laughs> i hope you're all alone. suffering i don't want to feel alone <laughs> reach out to ashley on instagram if you're also suffering <laughs> also, let's talk about it let's talk about it i i'm right there with you i am drowning in the sea of just all of my responsibilities Ugh, aren't we all oh. well at least we're not murdering people at least we're not at bombing least. factories yeah we did threaten to burn down hbo's headquarters last episode but (laughs) yeah and i told you if uh if alcide dies i'm we're gonna go like riot 14 (laughs) years after this came out and we're like this is new to us (laughs) (laughs) how dare you (laughs) awesome well i love it thanks for listening everyone and uh you can find us on instagram that's about it. <laughs> That's what we are. Um, but we have loved having conversation with you and everybody who has reached out to us in messages and we've had phenomenal conversations. Please keep them coming. We love talking to you guys. I hopefully you guys like talking to us. Um, but that's been season of uh, season nine. <laughs> We're cutting this off because I can't talk. Episode nine. We'll see you next week for episode 10.